Hey everyone, welcome to Unstoppable. My name is Ralph Graves Jr. and my passion is seeing you experience life transformation. Every week on this show, I will bring you inspirational stories of some of the most unstoppable people on the planet. I can't wait to share these stories with you and I hope that you'll share them with your friends. If you're looking to join the Unstoppable community and receive weekly lessons challenging you to live your best life, why don't you join me at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Okay, let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Podcast. My name is Ralph Graves Jr. So glad to have you guys here. Today's guest is Chris Gronkowski. What's going on, man? Yeah, man. It's a good day today, man. <laughs> it's a busy day today. We're just talking all fair how, how, how busy it is, but I, I'm just glad to have you on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm pumped to be here. Let's chop this up. And if you guys are recognizing the name Gronkowski, yes, he's one of the Gronkowski brothers. He played in the NFL. How many teams were you on? So I played, uh, man, I started for three teams, the Cowboys, Broncos, Colts, went into a fourth year with the Chargers, got hurt, and um, I was done, man. So got yeah. four years in the NFL and got out. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff, man. And you have a product that I, that I, I want to talk about, but I want to talk about your journey, man. I want to talk about, you know, um, you know, coming up, how, how you know, how, how was it? Uh, you know, I want to talk about some of the obstacles, man, even even playing in the league and then, then getting hurt, man. You, you still grind it out. You're still doing big things, man. And um, so I kind of want to where where does it where does it start for you, Chris? Man, it starts in Buffalo, New York. <laughs> man. <laughs> Snowiest city in the U.S., uh, the middle of the, the five brothers. Yeah, it's the shortest, the smallest, probably the slowest um, as well. So, okay, uh, man, kind of always been that underdog, always had the underdog mentality. But um, you know, I was raised by two amazing parents. Uh, I was in a household that was just, you know, bread competition. You got four brothers and got all the friends over. And, you know, all you do is battle each and every day. And you could never let your little brother beat you. And you right. always try to beat your older brother and all his friends. So every day it was, it was battles, man, nonstop battles, nonstop fights. Yeah, we did everything, man. It, it didn't matter if it was who could eat faster, yeah. uh, who was better. You know, when we were allowed to play video games, who was better at video games, you know, backyard baseball. We played mini sticks in the basement. Everything was just about beating each other and every single thing that we did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's now you, you played a few sports, right? Yeah, we grew up playing everything. Um, you know, out of the five brothers, four ended up, you know, playing in the NFL. And the oldest never played football. He did get drafted in the minor leagues for baseball. But um, we played every sport up until high school. Uh, we didn't even play football. So yeah, uh, my dad felt it was better to wait because he didn't want us to get hurt and take a you know get a serious injury that might affect us the rest of our lives. Yeah. Uh, so that was one of the main reasons he held us out. Plus, we were too big, man. Like we'd have to lose weight to. Uh, you know, yeah. play football back then. So he's like, I'm not going to force you guys to lose weight. Uh, so that's, that's kind of why we waited till high school, but we learned how to hit yeah. and really every other sport helps you be a, just a great athlete overall. So we played a lot of baseball, a lot of hockey, and we learned how to hit in hockey. Yeah. I, I you know, I just read an article, um, I mean, yesterday it talked about, um, the, the, the young men and women who play, you know, quite a few sports, they're the ones that eventually when they do specialize, they, they do the best. And, and quite a few uh, folks that I know that play in the NFL have told me, they said, Hey, Rob, I didn't start till I was a junior in high school. I never even played football. Yeah. till I was a junior in high school. Uh, one friend of mine comes to mind and he's a Super Bowl ring played 13 years in NFL. He told me he started playing junior senior year in high school. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. And some guys never, I mean, some guys come right from basketball and play. Uh, yeah. So it's, as long as you're an athlete, you know, it can definitely transition over it. You have to specialize and get better at it and work on it as a craft, like anything. But, you know, as an athlete, if you get that, that sense of, um, you know, hand-eye coordination through baseball and you learn how to hit in hockey and, you know, you kind of just all piece it together. Then after a couple of years in football, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Now I do want to talk football for one second, you know, until we move on. What was, what was one of your toughest games in NFL? One of your toughest opponents, what, what was the game that you remember? Like, man, that, that kicked my tail. <laughs> yeah, there was one game. I, I don't know why I remember. I remember this one because the first play I, I rocked this linebacker. I don't remember his name, but we're playing Christmas Day at Arizona. And what team are you on? And I was, I was with the Cowboys at the time. Okay, okay. So first play, like, I don't think the guy was really expecting me to bring some heat like this, but I popped him right under his chin Yeah. and just drove him back. And uh, the rest of that game was just, like, all-out brawl, man. Like, every yeah. single hit was – it wasn't like trying to make tackles. It was just trying to just absolutely demolish me. So yeah. he got me back on one. Um, we had this outside sweep. So really when you're, you're fullback, what you're trying to do is you're trying to stretch the guy as much as possible. So to stretch yeah. him, you're aiming at his outside shoulder. But when you do that, you give up your inside leverage. Yeah. So I, I, I got his outside shoulder. I actually, you know, I, I got the block, but he came inside out and his whole goal was just to light me up. So he lit me up on that play. I did a couple like backflips on it and, uh, he didn't want uh, to make the tackle. He just wanted to light nah, you up. No, nah, no, he just wanted to light me up. But it's, you know, <laughs> it was one of those games where I'm like, man, it was an all-out brawl. And it always became an all-out brawl when you were playing against other rookies, too. Yeah. Uh, those were the guys that were super hungry, that were going to put their head down and just try to absolutely light you up. My yeah. first game was against uh, Brian Erlacher, my first play. My first ISO I ran was against the Bears, and I thought it was going to be this massive, massive hit. At the end of the day, man, Erlacher played 15 years uh, plus because – you know, he wasn't putting his head down, trying to light anyone up anymore. He was just fitting up, putting his shoulder in there, doing his job and getting on to the next play. So yeah. the big hits didn't come from the, the big names. It came from the guys that you don't know about. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that, that's 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 a great story, man. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and, man. Some yeah. good times. And to line up and do it every 25 seconds. That's a special man right there. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, half the yeah. time, my my entire back was tingling and my arm was numb. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You fight yeah. through a lot of injuries, man. It's it's a grown man sport out there, that's for sure. Yeah. So you 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 go through uh, three years, almost four years in NFL. Um, you decide, hey, I'm I'm you know my body's not letting me do this anymore. Talk talk to me about the transition. I, I know how hard it is for athletes or anybody that does anything, but specifically athletes, you know. Um, I, I see it at all levels when they've been doing this a long time. And now I'm 24, I'm 27, I'm 19, I'm 20. And I'm, I can't do it anymore. You know, what talk about that moment and, and what really catapulted you into what we're doing today, what you're doing today. Yeah, man, I was, I was 26 years old at that time uh, yeah. when I left the NFL and you know, it came down to injuries. Uh, it came down to also, man, every year you get paid more. There's there's minimums for each year that you're in the league. I was vested, so I was, I was making, you know, into the fourth year, you make a pretty good chunk of money at that point. Yeah. So teams are always looking to bring up the next guy for cheaper, you know, bring that rookie in. Uh, so it gets harder and harder every year, and I don't think people realize that, but your salary significantly jumps each year that you play. Uh, so for me, I did. I tried to come back, man, and um, ended up rupturing my hamstring. Uh, it was either – have surgery and get it reattached or let it just scar down. I have like this huge lump there now where it's scarred down, but uh, I decided to just, you know, man, it was, it was over with uh, at that point, no one was really calling my number anyway. So uh, didn't have the surgery, walked away from the game, but 
I was lucky my third year, uh, three different teams. My wife at the time was like, I'm not going for another job interview. Uh, this is absolutely ridiculous. I go find a new job every year. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to find a way to work from home. So she did. She started this personalization company. I thought it was going absolutely nowhere. Okay. Um, you know, after a couple of months, she was selling product and couldn't keep up. So uh, at that point, I started looking into it saying like, wow, well, this, this is pretty cool. There's actually a really good opportunity here. Yeah. And um, after my third year, my contract ended, I was looking for a new team. I started putting some time into it and looking into it. And uh, man, it, it, it was there. So we started investing some money as well. Uh, went right into that business after I was done playing. And man, within the first couple of years, I was making more money with her business than I was playing in the NFL. So yeah. it was a it was a lucky transition, I would say, for me, because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I thought I was actually going to end up doing players taxes because uh, I had this accounting degree. Okay. No one in the NFL ever filed taxes before in their life. You got to file in each and every state. <laughs> Two guys weren't even filing. And at the end of the day, they purposely hold extra money out yeah. so that you never owe money you always actually get some back but guys were just scared to file because they didn't know wow. uh, so we even saw guys just not even file taxes which was crazy to me but um i saw a good opportunity there i thought that's what i was going to do yeah. next thing you know i'm doing this instead and um you know five years into it realized that wasn't necessarily my passion yeah and that's when the second idea came uh for for ice shaker well let's talk about the second idea because this is the one that ended that landed you on shark tank yeah in the shark tank in the tag, right. man. All right, so let, let's 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 talk about this idea because there's some people listening that have some ideas and they don't have the courage to go out and get it patented or to do the, the work on it. They've listened to other voices that said it won't work, but you didn't listen to those voices. So where this idea come from, because we're going to talk about this product and all of you listening, I need you to run out and get this product. You know, Chris is a friend of the show. So I need you, we got to support the friend of the show. So talk about the idea you got and and then just talk how did you end up on shark tank man yeah man so it was like the simplest idea that no one had done yet is kind of how i explained it uh, i'm here in texas now i was at the gym i was working out a couple times a day sometimes come home i grab a plastic shaker i go to the gym and it was hot it's 100 degrees out and by the time i got there I was sweating everywhere i take a sip it tastes awful and really i went home that day and it's like i'm just gonna grab an insulated shaker bottle and at that time, there was no insulated shaker bottles on the market. Uh, so that's when the idea hit me. I'm like, wow, this is this is the first time I've ever had an idea, went on Google and Amazon, and it wasn't there. Right. So let's let's do something with it. And it's kind of like you said, that first step is always the hardest because you don't know what to do next. You have this great idea and you're like, you know, how do I actually get it started? And you start looking into it and, you know, it's a lot of work. It really is. Uh, so at that point, I was lucky because we did already work with different distributors. We did work okay. with different partners already, and we were manufacturing some products for my wife's company. So okay. I used those connections. I kind of knew how to do it already. And, and I started asking around. And um, at that point, I had a, a supplier that could help me out. And you know, it was 20, probably 20 prototypes later, uh, we had this very basic shaker bottle that was insulated. And that's, uh, that's what we launched with. Okay. Okay. So you launched with it. It's doing okay. I don't know. And, but how do you end up on Shark Tank? Yeah, man, we launched with it at zero plan too. It was, it was classic, right? <laughs> uh, zero plan. Like at that time, I I did not post on social media ever. I had a very small following on Twitter, yeah. um, and everyone kind of does this. Like, oh, I got thirty thousand followers. If one percent of them buy, like, you know, it's a pretty good day, right? Yeah, I always say, uh, man, followers are like monopoly money, man. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, unless unless you're engaged with it, you know, like, unless you're engaged, gotta be engaged. Yeah. So if you're putting that work in, yeah and you're engaging with your audience, you're consistent, you're posting every day. That's one thing. If you played, uh, you know, three years in the NFL and they followed you because 
they think you're cool and you've never once wrote back to them or brought them any value, uh, it's completely worthless and they're not going to trust you, uh, especially when all of a sudden you start posting promotional products or, or a promotional uh, you know, posts on your page. It's just not going to happen. So I learned that really quick, had no game plan. Um, I think I sold a couple bottles the first week. That was it. And then I realized, man, like I got to put the work in if I want to get yeah. this thing moving. So I uh, started doing a bunch of shows, went to Amazon. I figured out how to rank first on Amazon just by looking at other people's pages and saying, okay. you know, why is this shaker bottle at the top? Uh, and then I would start looking at other products. Why is this product at the top for that, that search term? What right. are they doing? Right. So I, you start breaking it down. And you're like, oh, the images, you got to have all the images filled. You got to have the keywords here. You got to have the keywords in yeah. the bullets. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got to really show a 360 view of what your you know product actually looks like. And I right. started piecing all these things together. A lot of YouTube videos later, um, I was able to get about th three months in about 25K in sales. Wow. Uh, but at that time, I had an email from 2012. <laughs> this is five years <laughs> later uh, that, you know, in 2012, it said, hey, if there's any current or former NFL players that are looking to get on ABC Shark Tank, they want to bring you on because it, you know, it's going to help build their audience as well. So, so you find this email. You just have I this email. Wow. Hit it back four. I think it was four and a half years later. And um, I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm in, right? <laughs> the girl writes me back. She's like, I don't even work there anymore. Wow. Like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. It's four and a half years later. So <laughs> luckily she uh, she hit me up right away afterwards. It was like, let me connect you with the right person. And she found the girl that took her place and uh, connected yeah. me with her. And she hit me up right away and was like, hey. You know, yeah. please send in the submission video and yeah, we'll go from there. Okay. Okay. All right. So you get on, we know it's, it's, it's not, you know, you had a little in because you're an ex NFL player. That, that's great. That's what they were doing. And that's, that, that's fine. But I know there's still some other checks and balances. They had to really, how thorough did they go through the product before, oh, you, man. Got, uh, before you got in front of the, the judges, the sharks? It, it's, it, it was probably, man, I can't even remember how many months it was, but a lot of due diligence beforehand. Uh, they're going to check everything too. All, everything you say, they're going to make sure it's true. Yeah. Check your background too. Um, like they'll they'll make sure that there's nothing that can you know make them look bad it, it, okay. in any way. So okay. uh, they do a great job with it. And then they also they get you prepared too. Like they at the end of the day, they want it to be entertaining. Yeah. So they don't want you to go on there and suck. Right. You know, they already have enough people that do prepare and then get into that stage and then freeze. So. Yeah. You know, they don't want everyone to freeze. They want, you know, it's cool every once in a while someone freezes and they show it. But, yeah. you know, for the most part, they want quality. Uh, so they want you to be prepared and, and ready to go. So uh, it, it was quite the process to get there. Uh, they started at about 40,000 uh, people that that that's, uh, try to get on the show. And it gets all the way down to, I think, 100 or maybe around 200 that actually get on. Okay. Uh, so they don't tell you until, you know, you're really there yeah. uh, if you're even going to film. So yeah. uh, definitely a long process. But. I uh, went through it all, and I, I knew at the end of the day it would all be worth it if I was able to get on the show. Yeah, I mean, you were going to film the NFL guy. You know what I'm saying? You, you, last name Gronkowski. You know, you're going to film. You know, and so you get in front of them. You get in front of the judges. Are you by yourself? I'm going to have to go look back at this episode. Let me ask you, did, hey. did you post this episode? This, oh, this heck, heck yeah, I posted it. I posted it everywhere. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. I, I got to go back in, in your archives, look at it. So you get there in front of the judges. How's it go down? Yeah. So we, this is how it goes down, man. We got this big game plan. Uh, the show's legit. Like they don't know who you are when you walk out there. They know your first name. That's it. They don't even know your company name. Okay. So I walk out there. I drop my first name. I do my pitch. Two minutes into the pitch, I scream for my brothers out of the back room. They all run out. We do this flying chest bump yeah. and uh, it's game on at that point. We challenge them to a game of flip cup. We crush them in flip cup. Uh, <laughs> all of us hit first cup on it. And uh, 
it was over at that point. I think there was so much energy in the room yeah. and so much positive vibes that after that, it was kind of easy. You know, we kind of loosened them up just by having fun. When did and, they uh, recognize that you guys were the Gronkowskis? Uh, once my brothers came out of the back room, okay. it, it was okay. yeah, it was on at that point. We yeah. did this whole we did the chest bump into the flex, and it yeah. was it was it was legit. So yeah, so after they, that it went down. So so they 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 went over the product. Now, which one got on board with you? Who yes, we had on? offers yeah. from all five. So okay. all five ended up giving us offers. Uh, it came down to uh, Mark Cuban and Alex Rodriguez was a guest on the show. Okay. Uh, so Alex and Mark came in together for fifteen percent of the company. Okay. All right. All right. Very good. Very good. And it took off from there. It's yeah, a wonderful yeah. product. You, I know you got one in front of you. Hold it up to the camera. I should yeah. have one here, but we, I got, we, I got a bunch over here. Hold on. We scheduled before mine could get here. Man, we shipped fast, man. You must've bought it today. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, a mutual, okay, there you go. go. Here yeah. we, go. We, got, we got the sign one too. Yeah. A mutual friend of ours. Uh, you know, who I'm talking about. Oh yeah. He bought it and sent it to me. And I like it. I like and it. You, and when I said, hey, come on, let's let's do a podcast, you jumped right on yesterday. And I said, well, the product wasn't here, but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> hey, it's all good, man. It's all good. Yeah. I got plenty. I, I like that signed one. And and uh, we, we got to get those, man. I think they're going to be Christmas gifts, man. I really do. Yeah, they make great gifts. And yeah, it's cool because yeah. we can personalize each and every one of them as well. So you can throw logos on there and really becomes a walking billboard for you as well. Do we have different colors and everything or? We got everything, man. We got we got different fades. Uh, I think we have over thirty different colors at this point. Okay, all right. Can I? It, it can be personalized with my name on it. Can it say Unstoppable? Oh yeah. Can it? No, we could do it all, man. Unstoppable logos, names, all that. We're, you see we now. Actually, now I'm on here shopping. I should be podcasting. But listen, <laughs> yeah, listen <laughs> to the to the Unstoppable community. I want you to get the shaker cup. I want you to go get. It. I want you to personalize it. Where can they find? We're going to we're going to dive back in the story, but but what's your website? Where can they get it? For sure, man. So we're iShaker.com. It's where all of our our inventory is going to be at. That's where you can customize as well. But yeah. we are in national with GNC, Vitamin Shop, Lifetime Fitness. Yeah, we're in a lot of grocery stores as well. Uh, so we're we're all over the place. But yeah, you definitely want to go to the website if you yeah. want the uh, the yeah. full lineup and the personalization. IceShaker.com. So you're in Lifetime Fitness. I'm I'm the guy that has a I got three gym memberships. Nice, me too. I got like twenty actually by this by this time I think. Yeah, and one is lifetime, and I have <laughs> I haven't been since I signed up because the other one's close. Yeah, yeah, no, it's been rough. <laughs> I gotta make a I'm decision. With you, though. I, I I don't go up there that much either, but I still got that membership. And yeah, it's pretty expensive. I'm just yeah. I can't cancel it though because they're one of my customers, so I, I feel right, bad. Right. All right, so so let's get back into this. So so you did the ice shaker. You know, talk about talk about you, your wife has been very patient with you. You know, uh, I'm sure she has, as all wives, good wives are, when we're trying out something and doing something. And you actually learn from her. Um, you know, I, I know I've heard you talk before that that when the children came, some things you had to adjust and some obstacles. What do you do? Um, when, how do you adjust to obstacles or, or setbacks? Has there been some flexibility? Give us some advice when it comes to obstacles, whether it be family or just unforeseen things uh, that, that, that happen in business. Yeah, man. Now, nah, she's been super patient. Um, I, I guess one thing that people don't realize is, you know, you get on a show like Shark Tank, right? And everyone thinks you're chilling, like you're, you're crushing it. All the money's coming in. You know, you're sitting on an island, you're just raking, right? Yeah. You know, it was the exact opposite. Uh, 
you know, it came in, the money came in for sure. And, and we were super profitable from day one, but the work also 20 X overnight as well. And I didn't have a team. I didn't have a system built out at that point. Um, and I wasn't taking the money. Yeah, I actually went two and a half years without taking a cent out of the company, even after shark tank. So, uh, and on top of that, I put, I put a quarter million of my own money in. So two and a half years in zero salary, zero paycheck, zero money coming back because I wanted to grow it as fast as I could plus my own money into it. So, uh, yeah, when you talk about patience, uh, wifey was not too happy, um, you know, for two and a half years living off, you know, we were living off her income at that point is what yeah. it was. So yeah, I have to have a, a, a lot of patience with it, with any business. Yeah. And, uh, it kind of goes in stages. You know, you start off, you're definitely down here. You're trying to save every penny. Then you start doing well, but you're still not getting paid. And then you finally get over that hump. And then you're, you know, you're making some decent money and able to actually live, live your life normal without yeah. struggling every day, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, so we're definitely getting to that point now, but it's a long road, man. It, it, it takes a lot to get to that point. So uh, with struggles, so advice there uh, for me, man, there, there was a couple of things. I mean, first it, it was always having a good support system. So family, you know, my brothers and I have always been super close. My dad's been, uh, you know, pretty much the go-to he's been in business for 32 years so anytime something wow. crazy came up wow. i was able to, to reach out to my dad and say dad you know th this situation came up we're in a terrible spot or, or this is rough like what did you do to get through this and he had five boys and, and had two jobs for six years while starting his own business so for him to get through that and for me to even complain to him i'm sitting here like i i feel bad even complaining to my dad because yeah man, i know us five was absolutely insanity yeah. And to have us five kids start your own business when he when he had me, he actually had three kids when he first started his business yeah. and then worked six years after that until he could quit his other job is just like insanity to me. So wow. anytime something like that comes up, my support system is my dad um, and my family is yeah. who I lean on for situations like that. But now even it, it's a team, man, like we built this atmosphere within the, uh, the company now where yeah. it feels like you're in an NFL locker room. Yeah. You know, okay. I'm, I'm the head coach. We got assistant coaches. We got teammates. We're all a team now at this point. So we all yeah. lean on each other. And yeah. if something bad comes up, we just, we get on a call. We get on two weekly calls. So Monday and Friday, and we talk through everything at this point. Yeah. You had mentioned something. Um, you, you just said it just in passing, you said something about systems. And, and, and I want, I, I want uh, my community, my listeners, unstoppable community to understand. And I heard it before that, uh, you know, Companies don't fail. Businesses don't fail. The first thing that fails are systems. System fails first. Um, talk about the importance or, or, or talk about um, either your system or is it the same system that you have to tweak it? But how important are systems to, to you and to what we're doing? I, I, you know, how, how, how does that how does your system what does your system look like? Yeah, man. I, I mean, you can't grow without one is what it yeah. comes down to. Yeah. Uh, and I, man, it took me, it took me so long to realize this too, but you know, if, if I was sick or I couldn't be there, it was, it, nothing was happening. You know, no one knew what to do next because wow. there was no system in place. There was no wow. procedures. Uh, and with that too, because there was no systems, no procedures, when people had questions, it, instead of, you know, going back to the process procedure or, or, you know, trying to get it done, they can't because they don't know the next step. Yeah. So I realized really quickly that everything has to be documented. We have, everyone needs to know the answer to every single question or at least the next step at some point, or it's just a waste of time because yeah. I realized really quickly, once my employees didn't know what to do, it, you can't just, they can't move forward. So there's yeah. so much wasted time and wasted effort there. 
So anytime something new started to come up, I, I started documenting everything at that point. You know, Google Sheets is definitely my best friend at this point. Uh, <laughs> you can put everything on there. You can share it with everyone. But yeah. anytime something new comes up or different, or if the same problem happens twice, it should never happen again is kind of our rule here. You know, if it happened once, you figure it out and you're like, oh man, it's probably never going to happen again. So you kind of put it off, but it happens again. All right, we need to figure out why and we need to fix this now so it never happens again. So uh, that's been huge. If you want to grow, you have to have those systems in place or you're just going to be doing the same thing over and over. It's like trying to find that one drive on your computer that you forgot what you named it and you sit there and you just dig and dig and dig and dig because you don't have a system in place and it's not yeah. organized. Yeah, yeah. And we have to take the time to build them. Listen, they are difficult building and I'm, I am not... The greatest, uh, that ain't my, that's not my favorite thing to do. I'm with you, man. <laughs> that's why it took me so long. Cause I, I'm the same way. Like for, to me, I want to feel like I'm getting things done. Right. And for me to go back and then organize something for an hour. I'm like, man, this ain't, this is, doesn't feel like it's moving me forward. No, but at the right. end of the day, it is, it's going to end up saving me hours and hours and hours of time. Yeah. But I was always that guy, like, let's get it out the door. Let's get it done right now. You know, yeah. I don't care how sloppy it is. We still got it done. Yeah. Yeah. What are you learning right now, right now, today in your life? What, what are you learning? That everything's a team, man. Everything. It, 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 I'm mad it took me so long to learn this because I grew up playing sports. I grew up in all these amazing team atmospheres. And it took me so long to realize that business is the same exact thing. You know, if you want to get to that next level, you're, you're just building a team. So now at this point, uh, as the leader, I kind of attack what's the most important, what can be the most successful for us. I figure out how to do it the best way possible with my own experience. And then I bring in a team to take it over for me. Okay. And that's all it is. You know, people ask me, you know, they're like, Hey, so what separates you from say Yeti or hydro flask? Cause I'm looking at your product. The quality is just as good. So why are they a billion dollar company and what's stopping you from getting there? Yeah. And you look at it and you, and you think about it. It's, it's your team. That's it. That's the only thing that's different. Wow. It's not, it's not the product. It's this amazing team, the amazing connections that you've made. And then the systems that you put in place, that's really the only thing that separates yeah. a, a huge company from, you know, just a, you know, a startup like we are. Yeah. So let's go back to what we said about football and about coaches. And they're always looking to better the team. They're always, you're 26 years old. They're looking at that 22 year old brother. We both know it. Yeah. We, we, we both know it, you know, 26, 27, we, we're old men. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so when you look at it from that point of view of the only thing separating iShaker.com and iShaker from Yeti is team building. Are you constantly looking to improve the team? Yeah, we're so what we've done is it's 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 cool, man, because the one thing I hated with business was trying to discipline people, right? Like yeah. almost like babysitting. It drove yeah. me crazy. Like and then people would ask for a year-end review or a monthly review, and it's like, man, you should know. You should already know the answer to that. Yeah. Uh, it, I don't want to come in here and tell you all the things you're doing wrong. You know, that's just not me. Like that's that was my least favorite part. So my dad had this really cool system in place where everything was commissioned as a team. Okay. You know, so at the end of the day, if you're not doing well, the entire team knows you're not doing well and you're going to get pressure from the entire team, kind of like football. Right. Right. You know, if you're sucking, you're not getting your blocks done. You know, the running back's going to let you know all about it. You know, everyone on the team's going to let you know about it. So yeah. that's kind of how we did things was, you know, my dad had different pillars. He had different leaders at the top of the pillars. Uh, for us, it's a marketing team. It's a fulfillment team. Uh, it's a sales team. Uh, and with that, we have leaders, almost like assistant coaches. 
And then from there, you know, they run their own teams, basically. They run their own budgets. And then everyone's held accountable by, you know, the performance at the end of the year. Yeah. And if there's any issues, we talk it over as a team. And it's, it's been massive for us, man. Like that, that has been like next level because now everyone's playing for that same goal. It's kind of like being in a football locker room again. Yeah. Everyone's trying to win. Instead yeah. of before, you know, the sales team would come in and, and they put this terrible order in with low margin at the end of the month and try to get it forced out the door. Yeah. And all it did was put a ton of pressure on the fulfillment team. And we really didn't make any money on it, but they hit their goal. So they were all happy and everyone else was pissed. And, and I, I, want, I want the listeners to understand it, that does not create a culture of stress. That creates a culture of, of winning, a culture of healthy, um, healthy competition. You know, and not all stress is bad stress. Um, yeah. Not all stress is bad. Matter of fact, stress makes makes you grow. You know, I, I I'm in the weight room and my muscles yeah. grow because of stress. Heck yeah, they do. <laughs> they grow because of stress. I was talking to this guy out here on the East Coast, out here in uh, Philadelphia area, named Philip Giroux, Uh, and he owns the uh, I want to say arena football team, and he owns he does some other stuff too. He did. Uh, wonderful uh, entrepreneur. Um, and we were sitting in a, a kind of a closed meeting uh, with a, a invites only. And someone asked him, when you're creating a team, when you're doing what, you know, to, in business, I had nothing to do with this arena football team, you know, how is you so successful? And he said, well, my, I, my B people who are grade B, should, I should be able to move them to A's. They should be able to grow and become A people. And the A people should really be able to duplicate what I do. And someone said, well, what about your C people? And he said, I don't hire C people. And he said, it's hard. And a couple people didn't like that answer. He said, but no, we're, we're talking about being the best at what I do. And he said, that gets a little sticky when you're hiring somebody's daughter, somebody's son, and you're finding out they're not fitting. They're not, they're not growing the team. So, you know, how, how do you, how do you feel about what he said? There's certain, this you know, there's a certain level. I'm not going to hire anybody that can't can't perform at this particular level. I I, I can't do it. Man, I'm 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 was probably the worst ever at that to start with. I can yeah. promise you that. Yeah. I never yeah. hired before. Um, I tried to keep it all family and friends at first, which isn't probably the worst <laughs> idea. Worst idea. Uh, Say that again. Say it again. It's rough, man. Uh, it's it's. I mean, it doesn't work out for the most part. Um, unless you go into it with a really good agreement and understanding before you start, which as a, a startup business, you never have that agreement because you have no clue what's going to happen tomorrow. So right, right. Uh, it kind of just falls on you and, you know, you, you're looking for the, the closest person possible to help you out. So yeah, hiring stuff. So I, I wouldn't say I was good at it. Uh, I think it's a, definitely a skill. I think it's something yeah. that, you know, you should ask for help with if you're first starting off because you're going to naturally just reach for friends and family. And that's yeah. not the answer most of the time. So uh, I agree, though. Yeah. If, if see people, if you have them, it's going to take everyone else down. And yeah. we see it. And I've seen it where yeah. I do have C's, D's, man, I would say F's. Yeah. And all that happens is it makes that atmosphere inside your company toxic. I mean, no yeah. one else wants to work as hard because yeah. all they're doing is, is pulling the weight for the other person. And it sucks, man. Yeah. So you got to get rid of them as fast as you can is what it comes down to. And you know, we've held on to people way too long because they were friends or they were family or whatever it was. And at the end of the day, you finally get rid of that person and you walk in the next day and you go, wow, yeah, what were we thinking for that long? Like, why, you know, it's such a good feeling to walk in and have people that actually want to be here and want to be a part of the team and want to win. 
And and you do, and guys, listen, when we talk about A, B, C, D, E, F, we're not talking about the quality of person. We're talking about the work when it comes to the team. I don't want anybody to get mad. Oh, Graves, no, 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 no. I'm talking about what puts the team forward. Because you're a C over here doesn't mean you won't not be an A somewhere else. And and on the, on the other side of it, I'm talking to leaders and entrepreneurs, and, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you just said it. You're not only relieved, and a friend of mine told me, he said, you actually relieved them too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree, man. <laughs> and we've had that talk in, in yeah. with the team before where it's, Hey, I, I know it's hard for change. I give, I, I compliment people for changing, especially when they're in a pretty good position already, yeah. but they're not happy. Yeah. And they leave and say, Hey, uh, you know, I, I'm just, I think there's more out there for me. I, I like when people tell me that, like yeah. that gets me excited that they made that change for themselves yeah. because yeah. that's super hard to do when you're in a situation where you're doing all right, man. Like you don't really yeah. need to, but right. you want to better your life. So I love change. We've had many, we've had multiple meetings where like, Hey guys, I know that, you know, it's, it's work at the end of the day, man. Like it, it's not supposed to be easy. Yeah. Know, it's not always supposed to be fun either. Right. If you're not happy here, you guys are still young. Like take that next step. Like we're, there's yeah. nothing against us. We completely understand if you want to move on to the next level in your life or next stage, please do. We'll hundred percent support you with it. Yeah. So we've had those talks many times and I agree. Like yeah. you're not happy with what you're doing. Find, find that next thing. Yeah, I mean, because everybody, and, and I believe this, I say it all the time, everybody has, is gifted, everybody is unique in what they do. And it's all about finding fits. If, if you're listening to this podcast or watching this on YouTube and you're like, man, I'm not performing well over there because I just don't fit. It doesn't mean that you're not unique and you don't have gifted. You're just in the wrong area. You're just in the wrong place. Don't be afraid to step out don't be afraid to find the place that really coincides and, and runs along with how you're designed and fits into your uniqueness. And you can find your community too. You know, you can find that community too. So man, I, I want to thank you for being on, but I, I, before I let you go, I have to ask you this question. You are, first of all, you're truly unstoppable. I really love your story. Um, um, but here's a question for you. If you could, and I, I kind of asked this and I didn't tell you I was going to ask at the top. I kind of asked all my guests, if you could have a billboard anywhere in the world, where would it be and what would it say? Man, this is this probably the hardest <laughs> one I've ever been asked. Man. you They come to you, they say, Chris, man, listen, you can have this billboard anywhere you want. This is our gift to you. It's going to be up forever. Where do you want it and what do you want it to say? Everybody going by will know it's from you. Man, I would, I would first of all, I, I think I'd have to put it in my hometown. Okay. So I think you got to put it in Buffalo. Okay. Uh, man, I, I I like the theme of the show already, man. I would think, <laughs> I, I, truthfully, I, I, would, I would think something along the lines like you are unstoppable. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people, and I'm sure you see this as well, yeah. you, know, you grow up in your hometown and you know you, you kind of feel like you're stuck there. You're, you're scared yeah. to leave. You're scared to move out of there. Uh, you know, there's, you just, you just think there's nothing left for you at that point, uh, at that next level, or you, you think you're kind of stuck there forever. So uh, man, giving anyone a little bit of inspiration uh, to leave and then also be a good example for them, I think yeah. is absolutely huge. So yeah. if I can have that sign there in Buffalo where I grew up uh, and where I was able to be successful in, yeah. I, I think that's a lot of inspiration for a lot of people that are coming up that are a little bit, you know, scared to leave or uh, take that next step in their life. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, congratulations to you and all that you're doing. How can they get on this Ice Shaker, man? It's at IceShaker.com, right? Ishaker.com for sure, man. Check me out um, at Chris Gronkowski, all social medias. 
uh, live show, The Gronks, youtube.com slash The Gronks going down every Thursday right now as well. Uh, have the four brothers on sometimes the, the you know, the superstar will, will join when he's not busy playing games, but um, yeah, it should be a really cool show that we're really excited about a lot of fan engagement. It will be live. You can ask questions as well. So please check us out there. Get on there, subscribe to that. Follow Chris. He's, he's motivational. It's inspirational. They have a lot of fun. He is somebody that will actually interact with you. He said he would. That's right. That's right. <laughs> he said he would. That's, hey, that, that's, that's a big part about it. You know yeah, I, I appreciate everyone engaging with me and I, and I try to engage back as much as possible and, and, and bring as much value as I can to my audience. Yeah. Yeah, man. You've been, a, you've been awesome, man. Thank you for being on the program. We're definitely going to check you out. Order the ice shaker guys. You, you listen, you've had, you've had the protein drink that was too warm. You had all that stuff going on. Get this, get on board, get it. You can get it signed. You can get it customized, whatever you want. And, and follow this young man and, and, and allow him to really bless your life and speak into your life. Man, keep doing what you're doing, brother. I really appreciate you, man. I, I really appreciate what you're doing. And um, I'm going to have you back. I know you'll come back for me, right? Let's go, man. Let's go. <laughs> That's what I like. Yeah, yeah we need man. round two. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're going to do round two, man, because some other stuff we're going to touch on as well. But guys, listen, go over to RalphGraveJr.com. Subscribe to the Unstoppable Community. Uh, buy the book, Unstoppable. Yeah, follow me on all social media. And, and, and listen, I say it every week. Let's be unstoppable together. Until next time, see you later. Peace. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this unstoppable conversation. I want to make a special invitation to you to join the conversation. Every week, we record these conversations live on Fireside. It's a platform that gives you the opportunity to engage with and ask questions to your favorite podcast live. If you want to join us on Fireside and ask our guests the questions you have about their story, head to firesidechat.com backslash Ralph Graves Jr. and click request access. This is your chance to join the interview. Also, guys, I want to invite you to join the Unstoppable community at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Every week, I share challenging lessons and reflection questions so that you can see the transformation in your life that you know is coming. If you can take just 30 minutes of your week to reflect on these questions, I guarantee you'll be on your way to living the unstoppable life you were made for. Join me at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Unstoppable with Ralph Graves Jr.